some of the wealthy parishioners couldn't take time off right now. But what really got me, and Cousrini, was that after the first hundred bucks, you and Bill were the only people bidding against each other. That was because... Joe sat back and sighed. Okay, so maybe we shouldn't have been the bartenders before the bidding started. Judith narrowed her dark eyes. You were told to get the other parishioners juiced, not each other. You have to admit it's a hell of a deal, Joe asserted. If we had to pay the full freight, it'd be almost three grand apiece. Which, I may point out, again, prohibits Reenie and me from going with you and Bill. Admittedly, it's a slow time here at the B&B, but she has annual reports to design and can't get away even if we could afford it. You could have earned some big bucks investigating the crooks behind that recreational development project up north. The only thing that kept me barely above water this month is New Year's and the Martin Luther King three-day weekend. The reservations until St. Valentine's Day are few and far between. Joe refused to look contrite. Even if you two went, you'd be bored. Besides, you know how drunk Reenie gets if she has to fly. Do you realize how unbearable your cousin would be by the time we got to Auckland? She'd be unconscious, Judith said. I wouldn't have to listen to her. We could stay in the city and explore. I've heard New Zealand is a lovely country. She finally managed a small smile. Okay, I give up. I'm being a brat. January's always a downer. I know. Joe smiled back before standing up. How come you're eating salad again? Judith shot him a dirty look. I'm still trying to lose the seven pounds I gained over the holidays. I've got three to go. Hey, he said, reaching down to put a hand on her shoulder. You're tall. I can never tell when you gain or lose weight. Your eyes are probably going. She poked at his slight paunch. It wouldn't hurt you to shed some weight, too. I've gained less than ten pounds since we got married fifteen years ago. Joe glanced at his midsection. I think my muscles have worked their way down to my stomach since I retired from the police department. Being a private investigator forces me to spend too much time sitting on surveillance. I'm off to show Bill the packet. He kissed his wife's forehead. Judith smiled again. Say hi to the Joneses for me. Reenie's probably working on her graphic designs in the basement. Joe started out of the kitchen, but paused. We'll have to be at the airport Thursday morning by six for the flight to San Francisco. We can take the shuttle. And you will, she agreed. I've got two Wednesday reservations. It's only Tuesday. You might get another one. Ha ha, Judith said, but she wasn't smiling. It figures, Gertrude Grover muttered when Judith went out to collect her mother's lunch tray from the converted toolshed apartment. Dopey and dummy will be upside down in New Zealand. Although I don't think it'll make much difference with that pair. What brains they've got will probably fall into outer space. Say, why don't you ask your goofy cousin Serena and her daffy mother to come over some night so the four of us can play bridge? That might cheer you up. That's not a bad idea. Judith said.
Greenie and I haven't played cards in ages. I hope we can remember all the bidding cues. We might be kind of rusty. It'll come back to you, her mother asserted. Just like riding a popsicle. You never forget how to do it. A popsicle? Judith echoed. You mean a but- I know what I mean, Gertrude interrupted. When you were a kid and it got hot in the summer, you'd put a popsicle on your bicycle seat to cool it off. I only did that once, and it was a mistake, Judith said. The popsicle melted and it looked like I wet my pants. Her mother shrugged. Seemed like a good idea at the time. It wasn't. Maybe Rini can come over Thursday night. I've only got one reservation so far. Luckily, the weekend's looking a little better. Worry surfaced in Gertrude's faded blue eyes. Are you going broke? No, mother, it's always like that.